When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 231 million, a ton of draft picks. What a mess. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80 on the ESPN app. Watch ESPN. It's everywhere. It's Chris Carlin. It is Joe Fortenbaugh. After, I'm not going to lie. What was some painful Monday night football watching between two games that were not great games at all. At least, at least the Steelers-Browns game was entertaining later on. But we did not have great football to watch. But, Joe, we can certainly leap to some irresponsible conclusions off of last night that I think will be proven responsible. Why break away from what we do best? Exactly. Why choose today to be the day where we're not going to be irresponsible? Panthers-Saints was very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. There was a point, and I have a two-TV setup in my living room. There was a point Pittsburgh and Cleveland started, and I went, ooh, Pittsburgh-Cleveland's on. And I switched over, and I thought I could put Carolina and New Orleans right here. And I chose a blank TV instead. That's what I chose. I chose the blank TV. I said, you know what? I don't need that game in my life anymore. But then I remembered. Then I remembered what the dog days of summer are like where we're desperate for football. And I this put is the true. game on, and I tracked a lot of losing bets in the process. And I thought... You know what? I might watch Mariners Angels over over this to right now Mariners as I was watching Angels. the other game. <laughs> <laughs> what a matchup right there. Hey, how'd Otani do last night? Oh man. Oh, you know that but that's that's a whole other thing. He kind of disappeared without much of an explanation until like two days later. But we'll get to that. He flew across know. the Pacific Ocean. That's what he <laughs> thought of the Angels. He got on a plane and flew across the Pacific Ocean. I, I love the fact that there are pictures of him at the airport in Japan. And then the next day, the Angels announce, oh, yeah, by the way, he's out for the year. <laughs> <laughs> well organized. At any rate, uh, Otani might be more helpful to the Cleveland Browns than Deshaun Watson is going to be. Yikes. We talk about contracts with Otani all the time. This contract with Deshaun Watson is a complete and utter debacle. I saw an incredibly unimpressive player who at this point, Joe, has absolutely no excuses. He has been back. He played six games at the end of last year. We all gave him a little bit of a pass for that. He has got a very good offensive line, even without Jack Conklin. He had Nick Chubb up until last night. He had weapons to work with. This whole thing for Deshaun Watson is set up for him to succeed. And right now, he looks nothing like the player we saw in Houston, and he gives me no indication whatsoever that he is going to return anywhere near that player. At Heinz Field, 65% completions, 220 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, three... Oh, 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 wait. 
That was Brock Purdy against the Steelers last week. Oh, oh, sorry. oh. I was going to say. Was, that was the clean Brock Purdy line. You know, the guy who's in year two, who has far less experience than Watson, who played pretty much as many games as Watson last year, who suffered a serious injury at the end of last season. The guy who was drafted last in the NFL draft two drafts ago. That was what that guy did in Pittsburgh in a big win. 65% completions, 220 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, took three sacks. Watson, meanwhile, on one of the most ridiculous contracts in NFL history, 55% completions, 235 yards, a touchdown, a pick six to start the game, a fumble six return at the end of the game to seal it, took six sacks. He doesn't look good, Carlin. Like last year, we could blame some rust. He doesn't look good at all. He looks slower than he used to. He doesn't look confident in the pocket. The last play of the game where he's got to get the ball out of his hands, he airmails it out of bounds. He doesn't even give the wide receiver a chance to make a play. He looks lost out there. He looks like a guy who has just seen his best days go past him. And now what is Cleveland going to do? Because, oh, by the way, Nick Chubb is out for the season. And that's another problem for a team who... We feel sorry for you, Cleveland fans, because this was the year it looked like the AFC might open up. Bengals are down. Steelers aren't great. Chiefs struggling. Bills struggling. Aaron Rodgers hurt. The best team in the AFC South is Jacksonville at one and one. There was opportunity here, and it looks like the Browns might be squandering it yet again. Yeah, and and frankly, he looks like he's lost a step. Yeah, he, he doesn't look like, as you said, looks lost, looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, and I thought this was an incredibly interesting comment from Troy Aikman last night on SVP. He did not look comfortable tonight. Uh, Last week, as we talked about, the conditions were such that the passing game just wasn't going to be very effective for him or Burrow. But even last year, this this was not the Deshaun Watson that we had seen during those years with the Texans. And as I mentioned during the ballgame, it is a a different offense, but he's had time now. You know, and this offensive staff has had time to figure out, okay, well, what exactly is is it that Deshaun Watson does best. It's all been built around Nick Chubb. We understand that. And Kevin Stefanski understands that. And that's not a bad way to go. And Deshaun Watson was having to get adjusted a little bit to kind of the different play, the play action off of the running game and those types of things. But now, without Nick Chubb, I just think that this offense going forward, I would have to believe is going to look different than what we've seen under Kevin Stefanski for the last few years. Well, I guess my question would be, when you invest that much in the quarterback, why didn't it look like that before? If if there needed to be some sort of an adjustment, what are we doing right now? If it's on Kevin Stefanski that he looks this bad, you've had plenty of time to figure out what he is and to fix it and to get it straight. Because there were, again, if that's what you thought at the end of last season over those six games, you had an offseason to maximize what this guy does. I, I've said it so many times. It drives me insane when a coaching staff opts to go with the system versus fitting their system around a player. Nick Chubb, I mean, boy, before the injury and wishing him nothing but the best, but before that injury, he was chewing him up. I get it. I, I get it. You want to st- structure your offense around that but you've got too many weapons. It can't strictly be about that. And I'm not blaming it 100% on that because Watson, I I mean, do we blame the system for taking an unsportsmanlike conduct, a face mask, uh, unnecessary roughness? I cannot remember the last time I saw (laughs) that from a quarterback. 
I can't, like other than a movie, I can't remember the last time. I, I don't think we saw that in the longest yard. I can't remember the last <laughs> time Crew. we saw that. Yes, Paul Crew, Adam Sandler. I don't think he even got hit with a penalty for that. What are we doing? Deshaun Watson, you are not only playing poorly, the ball looks awful coming out of your hand, but you are actively costing your team opportunities in a game that frankly should have been unlosable. I think, and this is just my theory on this, I don't think he's putting in the work. I think that's the problem. I think this is an individual who had a ton of success at Clemson and was a rock star there. He came to the NFL, went to Houston. He was a rock star in Houston put up some great numbers, and then we saw what happened. How many sexual harassment cases were brought against him, right? Now, mm-hmm. for normal human beings who find themselves in the situation Watson was in, that's pretty much it for us. That'd be it for you. That'd be it for me. That's the end. But for Watson, you settle out of court. You do what you need to do. And then somehow you are rewarded with a five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract, something that's never happened in NFL history. Never in NFL history has someone gotten that, and he got it on the heels of these heinous allegations and this stuff that was going on between the suspension and everything else. So now he comes to Cleveland. Clearly, there's no need for any remorse or, or, or anything because he's been rewarded for that behavior, essentially. And now he's in Cleveland and he had a down year last year and he looked very rusty and we all made excuses for him. And yep. now he's playing this year and he's struggling and everyone's trying to figure out what the problem is. The problem's not Stefanski, okay? If Stefanski had been a head coach only in Cleveland, which he has been, but he's never had another quarterback, maybe we could blame him. He had Baker Mayfield. We saw Baker Mayfield put some good games up in this system. So we know it's possible. We could blame the offensive line. We know it's one of the best in football. We could blame the weapons. Nick Chubb's one of the best running backs in football. Amari Cooper's legit number one. We could blame the defense, but they turned out to be extremely legit under Jim Schwartz. The only problem is Watson. You can can look anywhere else. In, In New York, the problem is Wilson, but you know, we also know there's an offensive line issue. It is very clear that Watson is the problem in Cleveland. He looks slower. He doesn't look like he understands the system. Newsflash, five years, 230 million. Pick the system up. That is your job, okay? We don't need to do a whole lot of pampering here to set you up to win. When Nick Chubb is running through the Pittsburgh defense, there's not going to be a whole lot asked of you when your defense gave up 12 points to win that game. So it's him. I don't think he's putting in the work. I think he's someone who's resting on his laurels and he thinks the magic's going to be there. And it's not. He's getting older and it's not working out. I don't know if that's what's going on. And some may think it's unfair to suggest that. I don't. Because it it doesn't look like this is a guy that's completely locked in right now. It, it doesn't. It just doesn't. So is it reckless speculation? Maybe. But I don't know how reckless it is when... You're out on that field, and you put up a performance like that. I I know how good T.J. Watt is, okay? I get that. Alex Highsmith, same thing. Some of the decisions, the way the ball looks, all of it, just looks like somebody that is not, frankly, capable of leading a franchise. It just, he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing out there. And then those, those penalties, I mean... You're getting that kind of money to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, a franchise that hasn't been able to find one in God knows how long. I mean, if I have to see one more damn list of how many quarterbacks they've had since 1989, and it keeps (laughs) growing and growing and growing, uh, and if I'm sick of it, I can't imagine what it's like in that town. you got to get that straightened out. I, I don't know what his deal is. 
do you do you not care? I I, I don't get it. I, I really don't understand what it is. Um, and it's tough to take. It's tough to take when if in fact that is the case. Think about everything that the franchise did in, as you said, rewarding the behavior with that contract and in backing you up and the public hits that they have taken in backing you up. You owe a lot of people in this thing, and it's irresponsible to, frankly, play the way that you're playing right now. If you're supposed to be this amazing player. Jerome Ford ran for 106 yards last night off the bench. Yeah, that's like, a, what, that's a really good offensive yards. line. You ran for 200 yards on the road against the Steelers. There's no excuse. Your defense, you gave up more points to the Steelers as a quarterback than the, your own defense gave up. <sighs> Problematic. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we are just getting started. You mentioned Zach Wilson earlier. The Jets are saying all the right things. They're handling this so poorly, it's not even funny. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Zach Wilson looks left, throws left, and it's picked off by Trevon Diggs. He jumped the route, anticipating the throw from Zach Wilson, and it's another interception for Dallas. Uh, that's the third interception today thrown by Zach Wilson. Up until we had to force it, you know, I thought he did a really nice job. It just, uh, like I said, that team, when you have to get into a drop-back game with those guys consistently, it's not it's not going to be pretty. Zach went out there and gave it his all today. You know, we got to make it easier on him. we got to paint better pictures for him. So, yeah, you know, that's good around. We got to make it easier on Zach. How much more? How much easier can you make it on Zach? Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I'm not going to get it twisted here, Joe. They're playing the Cowboys. And Micah Parsons has been a wrecking machine in the first couple of games of the year. I'm not going to lose sight of the bigger picture here. But you bet him to win MVP? Uh, I, I, maybe I could get sucked in again. 
two years in a row. We did it last year. <laughs> yes. I mean, the problem is the sack numbers aren't up there yet, right? Once they get up there, maybe, maybe, maybe. Like, you see, now you got me thinking. Maybe the big me. fella dabbles a little bit. Yeah, oh, maybe the big a, fella dabbles. Just a, just a taste. <laughs> just a taste. <laughs> maybe I wet my beak a little bit in that just one. a little. Uh, listen, I'm just so sick of it. And then I got to I got to hear Robert Sala yesterday talking about his quarterback and about Zach and just about how much better things are this year. I think anyone who watch who is watch who watches football and you look at it from a global standpoint will see that he was he's been he's so much improved in the pocket, his presence in the pocket. Um, I thought he delivered a lot of really good passes. Did he get away from him in the fourth quarter when I felt like he was trying to make a play with us being down three scores? I yeah he he made a couple of throws that he didn't need to make. But uh, up until then, I, I felt like if uh, if we could have just got them the damn ball uh, and gave them some more opportunities, I think it uh, it, it would have. I think people would have seen that he was he was playing pretty well and up until, like I said, when when it was garbage time and he was trying to force the ball. I, I love the first sentence. Listen to it again. I think anyone who watch who is watch who watches football and you look at it from a global standpoint will. From a global standpoint, do I need to be in Lithuania to be able to figure out that this guy can't play? I'm watching football. I'm watching it from a global standpoint. Big picture. Big picture. Zach Wilson is not very good, and Robert Sala is a terrible salesman. I get it. I get it. You're not going to trash your own player. But, Joe, at some point, can we hold somebody accountable for their poor play? He is why they are not winning. The defense the other day was on the field for 42 minutes. 42 minutes! And they are on the field that much because the offense cannot convert a first down with this quarterback. This is what desperation looks like. He is a, he's a desperate man right now. Not I shouldn't say desperate man. He's a desperate coach. He's in a desperate situation because they don't have anything. It's not as if this was, if you go back, I think the year was somewhere around 2016. The Raiders finally had a good season. They were headed to the playoffs. Derek Carr breaks his ankle in the second last week of the season, and everyone knows it's over. Like, there was no desperation. There was no hyping up the backup quarterbacks. They tried, but everyone knew. You're going to Houston in the playoffs. You're probably going to lose that game, and you did. You just realize you're done. It's a killer when it happens this early in the season, especially with all the hype that came with Rodgers. So right now, this is desperation. There's no other angle Salah can play other than hyping up Wilson and speaking positively. Because in the back of his mind, and you and I talked about this yesterday, in the back of his mind, he's got to start thinking about job security. If he loses this locker room this season, forget about winning the Super Bowl, forget about even getting to the playoffs. If this thing gets away from him and it turns into a complete dysfunctional nightmare where they're losing on a regular basis and the players aren't showing up on the field, he's out. They're going to move on. They'll bring Rodgers back and they'll try it again next year, but they'll bring in a new coach because Salah's only won 33% of his games since he's gotten to New York. He's something like... 13 and 26 or 12 and 24. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but they're not good. And he took over a bad team. He deserves credit for that. He's trying to improve them, but this is where he's at. He understands his role right now is to make sure this thing doesn't go off the rails because then his head's going to roll. And that's why he's speaking the way he is. He has no other option, Carlin. I, I get that, but it's, it's not fully true. If, if you're saying that's the case, it's, well, yeah, I, that. <laughs> I, I don't think it's fully true. I, I, meaning, I don't think it's true that Salah is going to lose the team and lose everybody on this, and he's going to lose his job. I think his job, frankly, got saved when they lost Aaron Rodgers. 
he is saying what he has to say right now, but everybody in that room understands how he feels about this. Correct. Like, I, I, I guarantee you that. He is a defensive guy, and if there is a mutiny, nobody's going to blame Robert Sala for that. And they shouldn't, because there should be a mutiny. If you're a def- defense and you're playing at an exceptionally high level, and that is what you're running out there offensively, I'm not blaming the head coach. I'm blaming the folks that put us in this position. And they tried to fix it, and we just got absolutely hosed losing Aaron Rodgers after four plays. But I I can't take the continual positivity around the player. Listen to Connor McGovern on this topic. The most important thing is that he knows it's 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 an offensive it's the whole offense that didn't play well. You know, I think he played I think he played, you know, good. He had good great plays in there. Uh-huh. He just needs we just need to make sure to keep his confidence high. Um because when his confidence is high, he's a, a damn good player and he had uh, in my time with him, the best week of practice he had had, he was throwing absolute dimes all practice. So the most amazing thing in practice. Is that he- amazing in practice. I love it. We're not even going to wait for the end of the audio. We've had enough. Amazing in practice. <laughs> uh, we just have to keep his confidence up. When is the last time a championship or good or serviceable or game manager quarterback ever had to have everybody else keep his confidence up you know what that sounds like a loser that's what that sounds like to me that sounds like somebody that is not a quarterback in the in the national football league if you have to worry as other players, well, we got to keep patting him on the back, keep his confidence up. Oh, it wasn't just you. It was all of us. Dude, you're the leader. You're the leader. You're supposed to be the guy out front. And that nobody else should be worried about your confidence at all. Like, see, that's, like that, that's borderline sickening to hear about a quarterback. But that that's the thing. That's the thing. You use the word supposed, and you're right. He's supposed to be out in front. He's supposed to be confident. He's supposed to be the leader. They did a poor job evaluating him coming out of BYU. They made a mistake drafting him number two overall. He's not ready for this. He's not ready for what he has now. He wasn't ready to go to the NFL. But ready he, suggested at some point he will be. Right. And he, I, 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 I don't would think say that, that ship has sailed. Right. I don't it think was, that's happening. Whatever the, the, whatever the Jets process was into determining an individual's mental makeup, fortitude, resilience, maturity, all those it factor items that have to come with the ability to make all the throws and process a defense and, and, and get the workouts in, whatever the process was for the Jets, they swung and missed here. He, he's, he's just not that guy. And they're telling you that at every turn. We need to build his confidence up because he's not a confident guy. You know, he, 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 the, we all played poorly on offense. Well, yeah, but he's the one that led that, that ship onto, onto the sea bank, right? Like that, that's the problem you have here. He's not an NFL quarterback. He might, he might be able to carve out a role as a backup who at times can step in if the quarterback's helmet comes off and he has to leave the field for a play. But ultimately, he's not that guy. He hasn't been that guy yet, and there's no signs that he's going to be that guy. And the Jets are doing everything they can to try to salvage the season and make it look professional and positive. It's just not working. It's not going to work. You just made it sound like, let me ask you this, Joe. Could he be a holder on extra points? Yeah, like you could have him in there in a specific role. Maybe he could hold on extra points. And and on a rare occasion, you run the trick play where he's able to throw the ball. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Not at that price point, but. No, (laughs) not at that price point. No, I, if I'm on that team and I legit have to worry about my quarterback's confidence being shaken, like I already know it's over. 
Right. I, I already know it's over. And that leads us to who the replacement could be. And you know the name that we have talked about a lot. You will hear from Kirk Cousins on the possibility of getting traded in just moments. And is there any chance the Browns actually could still win the division? We'll get into it. It's next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The crowd last night was chanting Fire Canada, as in Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, as opposed to, you know, firing the country Canada. I wouldn't know what that would have meant. But Mike Tomlin, just moments ago, his response to that chant I appreciate their passion. This is a sports entertainment business. It's our job to win and thus entertain them. We don't begrudge them for that. We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. That's our job. And I just found the epitaph for my life. <laughs> Tomlin, that's the perfect response. The yep. perfect response because it, it placates the, the fans, which is important. You don't want to burn the fans ever. But at the same time, it kind of protects his coordinator without putting him in a precarious situation. That's why he's had that job for as long as he has. He's a, he's a master, master at handling situations like that. We welcome in ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano to Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, Dan, question one, would you consider me fat, sassy, and spoiled? <laughs> yes. If you want, yeah, I could I could definitely <laughs> sign on for that. If you need like somebody to make a call and recommend you, you know, for a position that required those things, yeah, absolutely. Well, I am a I Steelers fan. I would have been more impressed with the Steelers crowd if they had broken into a rendition of the song "Blame Canada" from the South Park movie. I think yes. that would have been much more creative and interesting. Excellent point. Than, uh, than Blame Canada. Canada. <laughs> I, I believe they get another chance. I'm sure they will. Sounds like they're going to have at least six more in that stadium. Dan Dan Graziano with us. All right. 
what we saw last night on the other side of the field from Deshaun Watson, is that who Deshaun Watson is going to be, Dan? Is this the player that we're going to see for the rest of his contract? I mean, I I, I want to say no because he's not old, and, and obviously, you know, the talent is certainly there. But if if the answer to your question is yes, then you're talking about, like, the worst trade and contract ever in the history of the league. Uh, and, you know, second of all, like, what is the – where's the evidence that it's coming? Like, we were told throughout the offseason, oh, normal offseason for him, you know, he'll, it'll be, he'll hit the ground running, they're, they're going to design – an offense around what he does well. And then, like, you know, as training camp unfolded, we were hearing, like, uh, it doesn't look real good. Uh, it doesn't – the passing game doesn't look good at all, et cetera. And they were right uh, about that. It looks terrible, and, and he looks terrible. And, you know, the other thing is, like, it's all ancillary stuff, too. Like, in addition to not being able to throw the ball where he wants to throw it, he got flagged for two face mask penalties last night. He probably should have been ejected for shoving an official at one point, so he lucked out there. I just think it's just a it's just a sort of a towering pile of bad right now for Deshaun Watson and, and I it just it seems like there's a ton to fix. Nick Chubb injury could be crushing for them because they knew they had him to rely on. The, the offense has always run through him and it just doesn't feel to me like this quarterback is ready to pick up the slot. Maybe this will be the thing that snaps him out of it, but since he got back last year after the suspension, he has not looked right. Dan, it's five years, $235 million fully guaranteed. I mean, if this is what it's going to be, outside of a trade, which no one would want to take on, is there anything oh, the Browns no can chance. do? No. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, $235 million. I mean, that was back when $235 million was a lot of money. So, you know, it's not as bad as if, you know, they did it now. But, but no, look, it, it's – no, they're stuck. And they knew that. It, it's a fully guaranteed contract. Like, they could cut him. But they still have to pay him forty six million a year for the next three years. You know, like, like it's not, and no one's going to trade for it. I mean, like he he would have to start playing well for anybody to take a shot on on trading you anything of value for it. So, uh, no, they're in a lot of trouble. Like their their entire short term and potentially long term future is tied to him being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And quite frankly, since he got back off of the suspension last year, he's been one of the worst. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider with us. Dan, we're going to be asking this question until something happens. Is there, from what you can gather, any movement in any direction for the Jets uh, at the quarterback position, it, at the very least adding somebody else to the mix? You mean in terms of just adding someone to the room? Either there adding somebody to the room. We know that they yeah. – listen, I think it's pretty clear they're going to roll with Wilson here for the next couple of weeks and then reassess. Right. But at yeah. the same time, like, I guess my my question would be uh, on that front, on the bigger front, is what's it actually going to take for them to consider going in a much larger yeah. direction like Cousins, like Greeny wants, he stole it from us, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, or, or just adding somebody else into the mix. Well, I do think it's possible to add to the room at some point. They poked around on a couple backup options last week, and, and I think they'll continue to do that. But... I think what you're really talking about is, you know, the starting quarterback for the Jets for the rest of the year. And, like, can that be Zach Wilson or will they eventually have to upgrade? And the answer may be the latter. But the thing people have to understand is that right now there's nothing they can do. Like, there are not teams just lined up out the door dying to trade you a quarterback. Like, it's just – even the backup quarterback, like, that's a valuable position for teams. So – 
they have to ride with Zach Wilson, at least in the short term. And because of that, they have to say all these wonderful, nice things they're saying about Zach Wilson because they need his confidence to be as sky high as possible in order to ha- for him to have a chance to succeed. They feel like they can prop him up with the defense, with the run game. They obviously have a star receiver in Garrett Wilson and some experienced guys elsewhere at that position. So they feel like they have the structure around him. Last week was rough. It was a short week road game against a team that's playing better than any other team in the league right now. So even if Zach Wilson had gone in there and played great, they might not beat the Cowboys. So they feel like going forward, it'll get better. Uh, if it doesn't, then they reassess. If we get into October and the trade deadline's coming up, maybe at that point a team is willing to trade a quarterback. Maybe at that point the Tennessee Titans are, are dead in the water or they're ready to promote Will Levis and you can get Ryan Tannehill. At that point, maybe the Vikings season, they feel like their season's over and they're going to move on from Cousins after the season. Maybe then you can call it. But no one's ready to give up yet. And the Jets know that. And Zach Wilson's there, and he's their best option for right now. And, and so they have to make they have to put as good a face on that as possible. And, and I know that's not what people want to hear, but that's the reality of the situation. Dan, I want to revisit something that we're going to be talking about in the next segment regarding Nick Chubb's injury with the Cleveland Browns. You know, the mm-hmm. Giants have a very difficult schedule coming up. Saquon Barkley's going to miss a few games. By the time he's ready to come back, it could be a bad spot for Big Blue. Jonathan Taylor is still on the shelf in Indianapolis. What are the options for the Browns at running back? Could Barkley eventually finish the season elsewhere, considering his contract scenario? Could Jonathan Taylor be on the move? What do you think's happening on that front? Well, Jonathan Taylor could certainly still be on the move. I, th- I think that's something the Colts will entertain. And, you know, it's still he's got to miss at least two more weeks being on the pup list. So there's not any kind of urgency there. Uh, you know, I think if you're the Colts and you're waiting for someone to offer you something closer to what you, you hoped to get for Jonathan Taylor, you know, this is a is, is kind of a, a gruesome way to look at it, right? But, like, what happened to the Browns last night is the kind of thing that could – that could aid in that, right? Like you have one more team now that may have a need. And so you, you do wait. Uh, they don't have to do anything for the next two weeks, at least. Uh, and so you wait to see. And maybe there's a team out there that, that, that decides to, to pay the price that you're looking for. Uh, and I do think he could still be on the move. Because my understanding is he still doesn't want to play for him. And if he doesn't want to play for him, um, I imagine at some point they'll, they'll take what they can get and move on. So, yes, he could still be on the move. I don't get the sense that the Giants would have any interest in trading uh, Saquon Barkley. I know he's a particular favorite of um, of ownership there, and uh, and he likes it there, and he likes being in that market. So I, I don't get the sense that that's something that's on the table. The other thing is for Saquon, like it's a rental player, right? Because you can't sign him. Like the, the, that July fifteenth deadline for franchise tag players, that that transfers if you trade him. Like his new team wouldn't be allowed to sign him either until after the season was over. So. You don't know if you're having a guy beyond just a couple of months. He's hurt right now. So I, I feel like that's not I – mean, you know, if the Giants you know, lose their next, whatever, six games, <laughs> do they reassess? Maybe. But I, I don't think that that's something that they're thinking about at the moment. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Thanks, Dan. And from now on, please think of me as fat, sassy, and spoiled. <laughs> that's what I want it's to be. It's going to be hard not to. Yeah, it's exactly. Impossible not to. <laughs> I'd tell you. You guys get me. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. What is next for these star running backs in the league? This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
handoff up the middle, and he gets inside the five and wrestled down at the three-yard line. And the bad news is that Nick Chubb is down on the field. This is a rough... Oh, no. Oh, we just saw the replay. Oh, God. It's hard. It's, it's hard. Uh, now, you know, you feel for the, the person. He's a great football player, as we know, but he's an even better person. So we will support him every step along the way. I'm actually happy to say I have not seen the replay, and I don't want to. I really don't. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio Series, 6 m Channel 80. Have you seen it already? I, I, I saw it last night, and I, I moved on from it. I, I didn't want to. I like yeah. him as a player. He's yeah. really good. He was having a great night. He's a major part of what that offense is trying to do in their success. You see something like that happen. It is an absolute gut punch because the only thing you can think of in the moment is is, is what he's going through right yeah. like they're putting him on a cart and he's thinking well that's the end of the season and then quickly i'm sure the attention turns to what does this mean for my career what does this mean to my earning power have i jeopardized like you're going to start thinking all the worst possible things and you can't help but feel for the guy it's a terrible situation for a really really fun player to watch it really i mean he was ripping it up last night yes and you know it- Somebody that had the over last night, that was a kick in the pants, too. But uh, Yeah, I, had the th- I thought that about that matter. after after yeah. how he was thinking. Oh, absolutely. At the end of that, then I thought about myself, and I'm like, man, that over was going to cash. He yeah. was just rolling well, up the yards. It's always about how it affects us personally. Right. Yeah. I may anyway. have thought about that first and then thought about him. But Carlin regardless, versus- I thought about both things. I just can't remember the order. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. It was scary uh, to see for sure, and he unfortunately is going to be done for the year. Um, he, uh, I had forgotten about this, that he had... His MCL, his PCL, and his LCL all torn uh, at the same time when he was at Georgia back in 2015. And the Browns are in a position right now where they are all in, okay? They are trying to win big right now. And as we saw last night, the quarterback's not going to do that for you. And when the offense is constructed about being able to run the football, it's not just Ford who's going to be able to get that done week in and week out. They're going to have to go and do something. So if you're Cleveland at this point, are you talking about Kareem Hunt, who is still out there on the free agent market? Are you talking about Jonathan Taylor and potentially trying to make a huge move to go and get a dominant back in the league? You start by thinking short-term, cheap, cost-effective. You think Kareem Hunt. You got Tennessee coming up, and then you have the Ravens. You're one and one. So what you want to do right now is figure out how you can quickly get over last night and get the best possible team ready for Tennessee on Sunday. You win that game, you're two and one. Then it's the Ravens, the Niners, the Colts, and the Seahawks. It, it, it's it's going to be challenging. If they were 2-0, and if, if Watson doesn't blow that game last night, I think there are different conversations happening today because they realize, they realize something special is happening. You look around the AFC, especially in their division, best course of action to get to the playoffs is to win your division. Well, the Bengals are 0-2, and, and we don't know what's going on with Burrow. The Steelers look like they have problems on offense. The Ravens are good. You're good enough to go toe-to-toe with the Ravens. Like, we talk about the Jets having this incredible defense that, if it weren't for Zach Wilson, could really make a run. Through two games against Joe Burrow and the Steelers, the Browns are giving up an average of 3.7 yards per play. Yeah. 
That's second best in the NFL. Only Dallas has produced better results so far. That's a unit that can get you to the playoffs and win a playoff game. You have an offensive line that can get you to the playoffs and win a playoff game. You had weapons, Amari Cooper and all of them combined, including Nick Chubb, that were good enough to get you to the playoffs and win a playoff game. The quarterback's a problem. So you've got a similar situation going on that the Jets do, and you got to figure out running back. Ford looked good last night. I call Kareem Hunt, and then I start assessing the market for guys like Jonathan Taylor. For sure. You make a call for sure just to see what it looks like. It doesn't mean you have to do anything, but it's, it's malpractice on your, on your behalf as an organization if you don't even pick up the phone. What I really hate, too, about all of this is that the owners are being proven right because you have this injury to Nick Chubb, you have the injury to Saquon Barkley. They haven't wanted to pay running backs. And, you know, when you throw Barkley into that mix, you listen to Dan a few minutes ago, and he tells us how much, you know, John Mara and ownership love Saquon Barkley, yet they don't want to pay him for the long term. Uh, and so they won't trade him away, but they don't want to pay him. It really does. I mean, there's no getting around it. These injuries suck for these guys who are, are truly – wondering about what their long-term um, earning potential is. At least Chubb's already gotten a second contract. This is, and, and I'm not, I want to make it very clear I don't agree with this because I don't like what's happening to the running back. Position. I hate it. I hate but, it. But I, but I understand it, and I think you do too. I think a yep. lot of people understand it. It's not right, but let's understand it. And it comes down to basic economics. It's supply and it's demand. Here's an example. Aaron Rodgers is capable of leading the Jets to the Super Bowl in the eyes of many. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Zach Wilson steps in. There are no other options. The Jets season is lost. That is why the quarterback position makes more money than anything else. Now let's compare that to what just happened in Cleveland. Nick Chubb is tearing apart the Pittsburgh Steelers. 10 carries, 64 yards. He's averaging 6.4 yards per carry. He goes down. Gruesome injury. Very unfortunate. Very sad. We all agree on that. Jerome Ford steps in and averages 6.6 yards per carry, rushing for 106 yards on 16 carries. It's almost like they didn't miss a beat. That's the problem for the running backs, mm-hmm. is that supply versus demand. The supply is plentiful. San Francisco proves that year in and year out prior to McCarthy. You're seeing it in Miami. Raheem Mostert's turning into a stud under Mike McDaniel. The system can get a lot out of these guys. Last night is a perfect example. It sucks for the position. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. That Chubb goes down, and the Browns were still able to run the ball without a problem. It was the quarterback that ended up burning them. The one thing I'd say, though, is there are high-level guys who are difference makers. Of course. Christian McCaffrey is at the top of that list. Yep. And I think these two guys are not far from the very top of that list. I think Nick Chubb is absolutely one of the great running backs in the league. And I think Saquon is a a top four running back in the league, maybe, when he's right. Yeah. He's healthy, absolutely, because of the contributions in the passing game as well. Yeah. But he can't stay right. And and this is – an unfortunate scenario that has happened to them. As far as what the Browns do at this point, Hunt is the easy way to go. That feels like an ideal situation for him, being able to walk in the door and already pretty much know the system and know what they're doing right away. Uh, And if I were him, I think that gives him, you know, he's been kind of sitting around and waiting. That gives him the best chance to be successful with a really good offensive line. This feels like kind of a no-brainer for Kareem Hunt. Get him in. He knows the system. He's been there. You've got Tennessee. Beat the Titans this weekend and then reassess as you get ready for Baltimore in week four. Maybe part of the fact that Jerome Ford went in there and absolutely ripped it up too 
is that the Steelers' defense is not terribly good. Well, they were lucky to avoid an 0-2 start. They're not good either. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.